0: Welcome to the Reluctant Messenger podcast, where we discuss spiritually transformative events, encounters with angels and guides, out-of-body explorations, and much more. This episode originally aired as a video on my YouTube channel. You can find links on my website at candacesanderson.com. Welcome. My name is Candace Sanderson. I recently received an email from someone who started her message by saying she thought I was in a recent dream she had. I mention this because she's the second person to write me in the last couple of weeks saying that they saw me in their dreams. Neither of these people had ever contacted me before. So to take the time to find me, to reach out and tell me something, seemed significant. And I was very appreciative. The first email I received was from a man who said he knew it was me in his dream, although I was much younger in my 20s. When we traveled during the dream state, we let go of that timeline that we have in the 3D. So it makes sense for people to appear at different ages than what their 3D age is. In both cases, I was giving advice on living a spiritual life, and I was trying to uplift these people. So remember this, you never know how you and how you live your life might influence others, even in their dreams. Now, I would like to address some of the questions from the second email that I received. This woman had questions about the law of attraction and how it works. She told me that she actually has an app on the law of attraction and she follows it every day. I don't know what this app is. I don't know how effective it is. But I also realized that her understanding of the law of attraction was very different from my understanding of it. My information comes from the messengers, these beautiful angels and guides who have led me over the past 10 years. Through this woman's email, it was clear that she understands how positive energies attract additional positive energies. But then she surprised me when she asked if I thought the same might be true for negative energies. She did not understand that the law of attraction works regardless of what type of vibes you hold. That is its primary purpose. It is the law of attraction, not the suggestion of attraction, the law. It attracts, period, full stop. It brings your life into alignment with your thoughts. If your thoughts are positive, like a magnet, you'll attract higher aspirations. By staying in a positive field of energy, you're less likely to find yourself slipping into doom, gloom, and despair. However, if you find yourself in the middle of a pity party where everything goes wrong, from a bad hair day to being cut off in traffic, getting to work late, or more serious things in life, That pity party is an invitation for more guests with those frequencies to join you. Once again, that law of attraction is like a magnet. You attract whatever it is that you have, whether it's positive, neutral, or negative. I have a question. Have you ever gotten up on the wrong side of the bed? Have you ever experienced that? From the moment you get out of bed, everything goes wrong. You're in a bad mood all day. It's downhill from the moment you crawl out of bed. And it's true. Things do go wrong. But once you understand the law of attraction, you realize that you have the power to turn things around. I cannot tell you how many times I would get out of bed and trip. There's no physical reason, meaning there are no shoes or clothes on the floor. I just trip on nothing. I just stumble. And I'm not talking about just a little stumble, but one where I have to hobble to the refrigerator and pull out ice from the freezer To put it on my foot or my toe. When that happens, I cannot really smile because it hurts, but I can stop it from ruining the rest of my day. I no longer let getting up on the wrong side of the bed affect me like it did in the past. After a few minutes of ice, the pain subsides a bit and I search. And yes, it is an active search for gratitude. Thank goodness I did not break my ankle. I'm thankful I did not fall and hit my head requiring a trip to urgent care for stitches. As bad as it felt when I stumbled and hurt my toe, it could have been worse, much worse. I give thanks to my angels and guys for protecting me from being hurt any worse than I was. At this point, I have now stopped that downward spiral that used to cascade through the rest of my day. I also take a bottle of ibuprofen with me to work, just in case I need it. That's being smart and proactive. I'm not planning on using it, but that is something I do to stop my observer from nagging me about it. I comply and just do it to silence that witness, my ego. I do not go to work and take off my shoe and say, oh, look at this. I don't show people my swollen purple toe. If I'm limping and people ask me why, I might laugh about the risks and dangers of getting out of bed every morning. I try to keep it light. Laughter and humor. I'm bringing in those higher vibrations. I can also share my gratitude about being happy was just a toe. And after all, I have nine other toes that are happy and healthy. You see, that's how the law of attraction works. We are the ones in control and we determine our future. But it happens one nanosecond at a time. That's how we shift the future, our future. It's how we start to lay down that path that we want to take. So being conscious of this, being aware of this is so very powerful. Let's look at gravity. It works. We don't think about it throughout the day, the law of gravity, but it's still working. Well, just like gravity, that law of attraction is always working. But unlike gravity, we can influence the law of attraction. Let this sink in. It's not that we can influence it, we do influence it one thought at a time. So why not do so? with purpose, with intent. The messengers have explained to me how this works, and I go into detail about this in my first book, but don't worry, I will simplify it here. The messengers have told me about the emotional guidance system that each of us has. The messengers called this an innate tool that we use to regulate our vibratory nature. We have control over this system. We can raise the vibrations in our field. We can lower them. And it's all done through our emotional guidance system. There are a few tricks we can use to raise our frequencies. These are very simple, yet very powerful. The first one is smile. When you smile, you become happy. This is a common theme in many of my episodes. Smile. You don't have to feel like smiling. Just smile. Force it. And then what happens? Within seconds, that smile becomes genuine. Another one, think positive thoughts. Here's what I like to do. I have a go-to positive thought in my back pocket. You can do this too. One that gets me every time is a thought of a large picnic basket filled with puppies. I open the top and these puppies fill out on me, licking me. Pups just being pups. I cannot think of this scene without a smile coming on my face. So I invite you to invent your own scene something that always makes you smile. Have it in your back pocket, ready to launch when you need it. In response to these scenarios that make us smile, there is a rush from our brains as what I call smile hormones flood our bodies. Remember, our brains do not know the difference between an event and the thoughts of an event. So let that work for you. When we have the energy of gratitude and happiness, these positive emotions lay that foundation for the future, which is that next second. That good feeling inside when you're happy is your emotional guidance system in action. It is a clue for you to realize that you are indeed on the right track it's a sign that your emotional guidance system is working as it leads you toward a more positive and enlightened outcome. When we are in these states of gratitude, that's when we begin to understand the power of letting go and allowing. But why would we let go? It's so we can use that momentum of these higher vibrational frequencies to actually bring us closer to our divine nature. I've had people ask about letting go and allowing your life to flow. Like, why would you do that? Don't you need to have control over your life? What if there's a negative or nefarious source trying to make you do something that you don't want to do or you should not do? Well, this is where reason and logic come in. This is where we use our hearts for discernment. Our hearts guide us. The messengers have told me time after time that it is the heart that connects us to that wisdom of the non-physical. So, use it. If your heart, the seat of your emotions, your gut, your instincts, if you have questions... If you don't feel like this is right, then stop. Listen to that wisdom, that innate wisdom that resides within our hearts. We have come to this earth to live our lives, to learn lessons, to experience those ups and downs of life. If we have a mortgage or a rent to pay, we can't just allow and let the universe take care of those bills. It doesn't work that way, or at least not for most of us. But we can choose to go to work each day, even if we don't want to, and still give it our best. We can meet challenges with grace. If that's not possible, if we're not really there yet, then we can meet those challenges with neutrality. When we make mistakes, we can kick ourselves and feel sorry for ourselves or angry, or we can learn from these mistakes. But will we? Will we change our responses to negative stimuli? Let me mention here something that is so important. It's the 90-second rule. Jill Bolte-Taylor, a neuroscientist who witnessed her own stroke, had a beautiful TED Talk that's worth checking out. She writes of her experience in her book called My Stroke of Insight. And I have to tell you, this is one of my favorite books of all times. When I read the book, there was such an aha moment for me when she speaks about the 90-second rule that is hardwired into us through evolution. Back in the days when we lived in caves, if we were confronted by a saber-toothed tiger, for example, to survive, we had to either fight or flight. Either way, we had to react fast, super fast. And how did we do this? Our brains Immediately sent a rush of adrenaline and other hormones that gave us this extra boost to survive. It's evolution. It's survival of the fittest. But here is where that 90 second rule comes in. Within 90 seconds, that rush of hormones that allowed us to survive, that rush is gone. It is completely out of our bodies. If we went back to our caves and kept reliving that trauma with that saber-toothed tiger, our hearts would pound, our breath would quicken, maybe our foreheads would break out in sweat. Why? As I mentioned earlier, our brains don't know the difference between an event and the thoughts of the event. Now, let's bring this to today. I know of people who still get teary-eyed over the breakup of a relationship 10 years ago. I'm sure you know these people too. And in my past, I've certainly been known to hold a grudge. But once we look at life through the eyes of the 92nd rule, something else becomes very apparent. If we are still reacting to an event More than 90 seconds later, now we see it for what it is, a choice. It's one thing if we bring in positive memories to mind that make us smile. But when we choose to return to those painful and hurtful memories, that becomes a lot of baggage to carry, don't you think? Isn't it time to let that go? When we realize that both the law of attraction and the 92nd rule are real, as real as the laws of gravity, we understand these rules and laws run in the background of our lives, whether we recognize them or not. This is where the messengers have shown me how to nudge our future toward more positive outcomes they introduce the concept of our emotional guidance system and the role it plays in choosing the future. I used to wonder why the messengers didn't just say, use your emotions to guide you. Then I realized the term emotional guidance system was perfect. It does guide and it is a system. It is a natural, innate system hardwired within us through evolution. The emotional guidance system raises the vibrations in our field, which makes it easier for us to move through life purposefully. It helps guide our actions and our decisions. We're no longer at the whim of what might happen to us, We realize how we react to life is what makes a difference. This emotional guidance system allows wisdom to take the helm in decision making. When there are emotions involved, this is an opportunity for growth. If it might be fear based emotions like worry, anger, jealousy, then we have a chance to pause. To allow the event, the thought, the emotion to be reframed, for us to see it in a different light. When you see something in a different light, it literally describes what happens when your perceptions change. The energy, light, becomes different and allows for this changed interpretation. This is what happened with the getting out of the wrong side of the bed example I shared earlier. The messengers went on to say that the emotions of love, compassion, gratitude are all indicators that we are on the right path. A path that is supportive and positive. How do we know this? How do you feel? I often get cold chills. Many people feel warmth spreading throughout their body. Maybe you have tears of joy streaming down your face. Do you have a feeling of being uplifted? You know it when you feel it. Just as you know it when you feel fear-based emotions, cramps in the stomach. You grit your teeth. You get a headache. Your heart races. Your blood pressure rises. All these physical reactions are part of the emotional guidance system. They are cues that signal whether we are in alignment with the greater good or not. My advice, pay attention. The beauty of the emotional guidance system is that we can use it like a GPS system. It's there to guide us on our paths in life. Which path we choose, that's up to us. But now we know it is a choice. Will we continue to live in that day-to-day drama that draws many of us into its weight? Or will we begin to live in truth and use challenges as opportunities for growth? Will we grow? and allow our inner lights to shine. The choice is up to us. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Feel free to subscribe, like, share, and comment. Remember the importance of being kind. My mother used to say, if you don't have anything nice to say, then don't say anything at all. That's wise. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Reluctant Messenger. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, remember, how we use our personal energy is what defines us. Bring in those vibrations of love and gratitude and see how your life will change.